Hello, and welcome to the California Workers' Comp Report. Today, I follow up with Dr. John Alchemy on the second part of our three-part special on injury mapping and workers' compensation. Good morning, John. Oh, hi, Claire. Hello. So last week, we introduced the concept of injury mapping. Maybe let's review that concept for our listeners who are just tuning in. Yeah, sure. So, so what we're talking about is collecting a data set and using it to make objective determinations um, on a claim, uh, in this case with an injured worker. And kind of the format and the platform we're going to be talking about uh, is the RateFast platform, uh, which is unique from uh, anything else out there because it's actually a smart platform that's looking at data and making determinations on the uh, information being put in it. One of the problems we wanted to solve um, currently is when someone is hurt, it's left up to the um, subjectivity of the doctor to interpret the case for all the stakeholders in the system. And as you can imagine, uh, each doctor is going to have uh, a different opinion. And then we have the problem of everyone getting uh, a different distribution of um, results and uh, subsequent benefits. And everyone wants a second opinion, and rightfully so. Um, slowing the system down, expense, uh, delay, all those things. So with injury mapping, what we're doing is we're removing a lot of the subjectivity uh, from the process, and uh, we're allowing stakeholders for the first time to really have some transparency and uh, understand you know, how things are obtained, what critical questions uh, should be and need to be in reports. And then finally, uh, the results of those reports as the law wants them uh, to be uh, communicated and distributed. So, for instance, uh, we talk about things like administrative rule sets. And California, for instance, uses the AMA Guides 5th edition as its administrative rule set. But but the process here can actually be applied to any type of uh, system that needs objective interpretation and uh, consistent application of, of rules uh, across all the uh, patients that are, uh, that are, that are in the system. Great. So instead of sort of that interpretation of a work injury, we're asking the providers to use sort of a roadmap. And what kind of things do we look for in injury mapping to to introduce to that roadmap? Right. And and just a clarification, we're we're not just asking providers um, to have knowledge here. We're asking everyone participating in the system mm-hmm. to have access to it. Um, so the providers are one of uh, the stakeholders. So what we can do is, um, you know, there are, there are some basic, uh, data sets, um, that need to be collected here, uh, when we're building the map and understanding, uh, what road or path, um, we're going to take. We're going to use the map, uh, as an analogy. Now we know, uh, where people start and then we need to know where they finish. And the administrative rule set is going to tell us kind of how quickly uh, we can move forward on that rule, depending what happens. So for an instance, um, you know, I request an MRI for the patient and that gets denied. Well, then we go on uh, maybe to ask for a specialty consult and so forth. So the injury travels uh, down the road. Um, it just kind of takes a different route, um, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what the conditions are for the claim. Uh, that being said, um, I, I just want to remind everyone that specifically using California um, work comp uh, as an example, um, some, sometimes I get some feedback saying, well, you know, um, uh, the, the pain is really subjective and we can't use that at all. 
mm. or, you know, it's too difficult to categorize uh, pain. So, um, you know, this, this type of thing can never really be done or scaled. And I want to um, just turn people's attention in the AMA guides on the second page. Um, there's a pretty interesting um, sentence and it's about three quarters of the way down. And it simply says this, an impairment can be manifested objectively, for example, by a fracture and or subjectively through fatigue and pain. And so right there in the very first uh, part of the book um, that basically kind of lays out the philosophy, purpose, and the appropriate use of the AMA guides mm-hmm. clearly calls out, um, you know, that pain uh, needs to be or can be factored in uh, to impairment. And arguably, that's one of the biggest, um, you know, complaints that people come in for an injury. They hurt. You know, they uh, hurt and subsequently can't do something. So um, starting out there, we have uh, what's called the uh, patient data set. And these are things um, that are experienced by the patient. And one of the interesting things about mapping is that it is unique. It allows the unique application of the administrative rule set to each and every patient as they're experiencing uh, their injury or illness. So, uh, for instance, we're going to need to know what their pain level is. Now, we commonly use something called the analog pain scale, zero, no pain, 10 severe. Um, but we can also ask the frequency of the pain. Maybe they're not in pain all of the time. Um, uh, maybe they're not having pain. Maybe they're having some other symptom like tingling um, or numbness. Uh, something else that belongs in the patient data set is the medications uh, that they take and what kind of benefit or impact has that had on their symptoms. And also we ask things um, like side effects. Uh, as as the listener may know, uh, medication side effects are a rateable finding um, when the case becomes uh, maximally medically improved. So um, for our talk here, we're just going to classify that as the patient data set. Okay, and then what about this whole section of the AMA guides that focuses on activities of daily life? Yes, so the um, the activities of daily life or activities of daily living, as they're mm-hmm. called, the ADLs, um, those are 34 activities that the book um, calls out, and they're consistently used as threads uh, throughout uh, most, if not all, of the chapters in the book. And these are activities that the administrative uh, rule set has called out as um, things uh, that are important uh, for an individual to do, and these are things at home, not in the workplace. Okay, and so this ADL section uh, is very important in sections of the AMA guides where the provider is given a range to make a determination. All right, so the ADLs is basically a checklist, um, and we actually have a whole section of that called um, the ADL data set. Mm -hmm. And so we go through there, we ask all uh, 34 questions. And uh, RayFast also makes a determination uh, between um, ADLs that can't be performed and ADLs that can be done, but with pain, okay, mm-hmm. because those are two, um, two different situations. And, and uh, furthermore, for making that distinction, we want to know that if an ADL is done, but with pain, okay, has the endurance and the rate of the activity been altered Mm -hmm. by the symptoms of the injury. So um, it gets and and should get very granular because, again, the whole overarching goal of impairment 
in California work comp or any system that's trying to objectively apply these administrative rule sets is consistency and accuracy. And so that's really what we strive for on the platform in coming up with this process. Again, we want to be sure that the patient's voice is heard, but it's consistently processed in a way from one patient to the next to the next. And that's the scaling process of, of the proposition here. So the injury mapping is taken sort of these two data sets that can be pretty subjective regarding pain, uh, tingling, um, how the activities of daily living are affected. And then what, what other data sets are we working with? Okay. So moving on, we've, we've talked about the patient data set. We've talked about um, the activities of daily living. Uh, the third one is the biometric data set. So this is the measurable objective data uh, that is reported by the provider. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are things such as degrees of motion, um, grading strength. There's uh, determining uh, the density of a sensory disturbance, such as a monofilament or a two-point uh, discrimination. Uh, there are reflexes. And then there's diagnostic tests. Uh, we have common tests such as x-rays, and this can be anywhere from uh, how, how well or how poorly a fracture heals uh, to dynamic x-rays that demonstrate um, changes in position, such as flexion and extension views of the spine. Mm-hmm. Um, they have things such as uh, clenched fist x-rays that will show um, translation or uh, malalignment of bones in the wrist. Uh, there's uh, MRIs, there's, of course, nerve conduction studies, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's interesting because um, throughout the administrative rule set of the AMA guides, these things are very clearly called out as measurements of impairment. And so when we have an injury, uh, such as a wrist fracture um, or uh, anything like that, we can now define all of the pieces of information that need to be in that data set to make it 100% incomplete. And that is something that uh, just has not been available to stakeholders in the past. Basically, they'll look at a doctor's report. They'll look at the result. They have no idea um, if the uh, provider has put in all of the questions, done all of the uh, biometric uh, data, um, and then they're just uh, left with the result. And they're really not sure how complete the data set is on that result that's just been delivered. Sure. Yeah, there's um, no point of comparison as to how completed it's at all. Absolutely. And, you know, arguably this book is very complex. And yeah. to be asking providers to understand it and consistently apply it and do it in a way um, that is fast and accurate, it's just really not a, a reasonable request um, of a provider if they do not have a tool uh, such as RateFast. Sure. So we've got the data on the patient report, how what they're experiencing, the ADLs, biometrics, and any last data sets that go into this injury map. Well, in workers' compensation, uh, you know, there is another one, and that's actually the work tolerance. Um, so work tolerance is is really how is the patient able to return to work or the workplace. And you really only have three choices, Claire. The first mm-hmm. one is 
I'm working full duty. I can do everything in my job. And, you know, I may have pain or symptoms, but I'm able to do that. The second one is I can do some of my work, but I can't do all of it. And if the job says I formally have to lift 50 pounds and I can really only lift 25 and my provider um, writes that down, uh, now I'm at modified work. And so we have full duty, modified. And then the third choice um, is I can't work at all. Mm -hmm. I'm totally uh, disabled from my job. Um, I can't meet the requirements or my employer cannot accommodate the um, the limitations that I have. So in that case, um, it's just like you can't work um, at all because there's just nothing for you to do at work. So that's our fourth uh, our fourth data set on the map. Okay, so then let's overview one more time. How can knowing first of all that all four of these data sets need to be present and then also what goes into each of them benefit not just the providers but all of the stakeholders in the system? Great question. So what we're now talking about is allowing transparency to all of the stakeholders. So if the stakeholders know what needs to go into the recipe uh, for determining uh, an injury and mapping its recovery and knowing how quickly they're coming along and what the um, data sets should require, it then just becomes a matter of communication and and uh, clarifying um, between the different stakeholders. So let me give you an example. Um, right now, uh, for instance, I might get a letter, um, let's say the case is open three months, and I get a letter from the adjuster saying, hey, look, uh, when is this case going to be maximally medically improved? Mm-hmm. Very common, very common. And currently, uh, I might flip through the chart and I'll say, hey, you know, they were doing okay here. They had a good spell. They had a sort of a bad spell, you know, and gosh, you know, they're improving. They're kind of going slowly, I think. And I'm just going to throw a number out another six, six to eight weeks. I'm going to write that down. Um, so with data mapping, and injury mapping now available, okay, the stakeholders now actually have the ability to, A, look at the data sets and say, you know what, Doc, Um, I really appreciated the last note that you wrote, but we left out the section on ADLs, what's going on there? Or, um, you know, some of the uh, biometric measurements like the, you know, you didn't report on three or four planes of the shoulder. How is that coming along? So, so the goal and one of those great benefits of the injury mapping is that we don't have these large gaps of knowledge between the two stakeholders. What we really have now is a communication just talking about completeness. So the letter, instead of saying, doctor, I don't agree with your report, now becomes, doctor, hey, we're missing this section of the report. Can you please include that for us and, you know, reformulate your opinion on the case? And that's that's a much more um, uh, um, collaborative way to be moving things forward than than maybe the traditional way where people are just frustrated that they can't get the information and understand what's happening. So mm-hmm. that's that's at the end of the day the ten thousand foot benefit of injury mapping and why this is such a big category and a, a new and fresh idea um, for workers' compensation. Definitely, it sounds like 
you know, you're interested in building a, a mutually educated community that can work together in getting injured workers the best treatment in the most timely way possible. Absolutely. You know, what we want to do is we want to lower costs. We want to be more objective about the findings. We want to understand that when a treatment or a surgery is done, exactly how the needle has been moved on the claim. And we want to be able to see return on investment. And that is just Mm -hmm. not an insurance company's reluctance to pay for a treatment. It's everybody able to see the benefit of the treatment. Because if you're an injured worker, you don't want to invest, um, you know, nine hours of your time going to six visits of physical therapy if it's really not helping. And we really have no way of knowing that right now other than, well, I feel a little bit better, but, you know, my pain is still the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So so we, we really don't have a way without a tool similar to RateFast to say, look, each time new data gets put in, we reconfigure the case and we now have a new opinion on how things are going and where we are on the map. You know, maybe we just took a sharp right turn. And we're going way off track. So so that's really the big benefit of this tool injury mapping and, and what it has to offer. Great. Well, I think this is such an exciting topic for workers' compensation in California. And we'll look forward to part three. Do you have any uh, last closing comments for today, John? Well, I would say regardless of of who you are listening to this podcast, I'd really like you to think about how standardized and objective um, you are in the role that you play for workers' compensation. Are you uh, someone who knows what that data set needs to be? And more importantly, do you know what to do with the data set? Uh, You know, I I always talk to um, when I do teaching and we talk about chart reviews and things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, a chart review can, can be played two ways. Um, one, you can be defensive about it and just go through the chart review and kind of hope you're going to run into stuff um, that you want to see. But really, the, the way to do it is be objectively offensive about it and saying, I have this stack of papers in front of me. I know the three things that I'm looking to get out of this chart review, and I'm going to go find them or I'm not. And that's really the way that, um, you know, this tool and people who are uh, working in a system like workers' compensation need to approach their their task. Definitely. A, a great question to reflect on. So thanks so much, and we'll look forward to chatting next time. Great. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Claire. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the California Workers' Comp Report. You can follow RateFast on Twitter at RateFast or visit www.rate-fast.com to learn more.